five minutes, you'd fuck this up again. I just hit record now, so this time that we do the show, it will be on there. Let's go! Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to your football fantasy. Dweez Nuts here. I am your host. The good news for y'all is that we did this show once already. We had practice. I forgot <clears throat> to hit the button, so th- so we're trying it again. The bad news for everybody involved is there have been shots taken, and uh, this is going to get out of hand pretty I, quickly. F, yeah, go ahead, Wiz. Welcome to the show, Wiz. Nice to be here. Why do you say this can get out of hand? Because I got drunk off one shot of James. <laughs> I think I'm allergic. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a good night. Set. Let's get that blue bottle going. My Christ. <clears throat> um, so you guys know. But most of the listeners actually do show up only because we are drunk. Most Yeah, we're going to be real drunk by the time we're done because the good news for y'all is this. We're going to release this show today, which should be Sunday. But in a day or two, we're going to release a bonus show for you. That's right, two coming out in just a couple days here. So pay attention to the channel. Our first show that we're releasing today is going to be our Tier 3 rookies. We're hitting quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers again. Our second bonus show is going to be Reaction to the fucking chaos that has been the NFL free agency window so far. A lot of big names still out there as of recording here on Friday night. But plenty of shit has happened that we're going to do a whole episode just for you guys uh, uh, on that after we're through. So, before we get rolling, I should introduce the big whiz is here. Wolfpack. As usual, folks, fucking holding the the studio down. He made it back before the country went into lockdown mode. Just barely. About a week ahead of it. You happy to be back? I am. I am. Except it was cold as hell. Here. It is cold as hell here. I was in Florida and it was beautiful. 90 degrees. Sure, 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 sure. That's hot, though. That's too hot. We just talked about the Cave of Excellence. He's going to redo the the intros to get Wolfpack on the show. We're going to do some Cave of Excellence work later. Because we're all home with nothing to do anyway. Not, not all of us. You, no, yes. I gotta work. Yes. Well, I just happen to work from home. I also work from home, as does the Cave of Excellence. You, neither of you actually work. I do, I just don't get paid for it. Either do... Does, does well, then Froggy, I guess I don't either. either does... <laughs> Froggy gets paid. Well, fuck, you're getting paid. I hope. Yeah, it's just you not much. You have a legit job, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm retired, and I'm proud of it. Okay. News of the week. This week in football. The uh, collective bargaining agreement's been signed. Yeah, we should talk about that. It's a good, very good point. Yeah. Pretty good deal for some players in the NFL. It's really a bad great deal for, for No, it's a great deal for 75% of the NFL. It is, for your, for, it's, part it's of a, your backups, your practice squads. Yeah, your it's a great... Third... For, no, not, even, even honestly, most of the starters it is. It's the difference is when you get to the, the, the premier players, it's not. Because it's a 10-year agreement. Um, it only, I think the the... The cap only increased what ten million. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The cap only went up ten. Million. So I mean, like this year, this next year, year it's gonna go up more. Um, and they got to play more. So like to JJ Watt, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, they're not wrong. For those guys that are gonna be Hall of Famers, that are the best players at the position, yes, I agree with you. Is it bad for you? For the rest of the NFL, it was a great deal. Like the, the bottom, the bottom, bottom rung players, bottom rung, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three. I think they went up to six hundred thousand dollars per year. So that's like a 40% increase on the minimum salary you're saying. It's fucking huge. I mean, uh, lasting enough for three years, you're a fucking almost a multimillionaire. There's some yeah. some of the things that they didn't get the players that they wanted originally. They wanted to they wanted to get rid of the, the franchise tags. They wanted to get rid of the fifth round option for first round rookies. They wanted to uh, they wanted to increase what healthcare after they retired. They wanted this was a handful of things that they didn't get. They didn't even talk about. Well, you can you, and to the point is. You, the healthcare thing is an easy argument for the general public, and, and I'm with them on. It's hard to defend these guys from an owner's standpoint. Is how you can't can't create some sort of better program for for the players. Yeah. Some things the owners got that they really like that that should be exciting for a lot of people. Another team in the playoffs on each conference. I don't like it. I know you don't like it. Only one team's going to get a buy. But as I said the first time we recorded this episode, here's an hour and a half ago, uh, like. As a fantasy owner of a fantasy team, yeah. we're less likely to see teams sit their starters. From now. a fantasy perspective, I agree with you on this. That's we're a fantasy show. I no, I'm there with you on this. But here's the question: from an NFL standpoint, the NFL as one of the best. There's March Madness, who's probably the premier playoff in in, yeah. in the world, and then it's probably the NFL. The NFL's playoffs is that fucking good? It's great. Why modify it? But they want more of it. Is what they wanted. So we get an extra game. game. Yeah, hold, I don't know when they're going to put it in. They, yeah, but it's so good. I mean, not, here's the problem with like the NBA is half the fucking league makes it. Half the fucking league always is a fucking yeah. league. Yeah. yeah. Next year in the 2021 season, that is 17-game season. So that ought to be interesting. I guess fantasy seasons are going to push from week 16 to week you would 17 think. You would now, think. right? So that 18 is excluded. I, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen there. That's no one be... knows. And I, I, I hope they cut out preseason. A game at, at least. At least eliminated preseason. I don't know. I don't know that. We didn't. We should have looked that up between the first recording <laughs> and the second. We didn't know that either. But in, interesting that it's got passed 51.5%, 48.5% player votes. It was a really split. Um, really down the middle. I, I mean, it when the, when the, uh, the PA first signed this thing, most of the players were pretty adamant against it, but over the two-week period between that and the 2,000 or so random players that they choose to either sign or not sign or vote on it, rather, um, there was some pretty hard campaigning and got the thing passed. So, look, good news is we'll have football. We don't have to worry about uh, potential push towards strike or whatever, which we see in these negotiation yeah. years sometimes. We'll see how it works out. Good chance. That as as a fan, it's a viewer, and a years, fantasy man. player, it's not going to change for us at all. And I promise no. you, Wiz, it's not going to be 10 years before they have to sign a new one. That's not how contracts actually work yeah, in I agree with you on that. Not that you would know anything about that. Contracts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't have to. I'm <laughs> retired. Um, other news, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's got the coronavirus. Huh? <laughs> First one in the NFL to get the coronies. I like Sean Payton. You want to die? No. Is he 60? Yes. Doesn't matter. Young people are now also dying. The fucking first doctor in fucking China fucking died from it. And and doctors in the U.S. are now dying from it. Um, I love Sean Payton. I hope he fucking gets healthy. I have nothing but good things to say about Sean Payton. You would. He's a great coach. Yeah, I also think he's he's a great coach. He's pretty good. 
And he seems like a decent human being. He's from up Eastern Illinois. Is he? Okay, okay. University? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Only bad thing about him was him that and, uh, targeting year. Right? that year. What's that? Yeah. Targeting year to him and the uh, Greg like Williams. Williams. Greg Williams. Yeah, I mean, you're, you are correct in that. I think that's probably it. But I feel like if it's a defensive coach that said it, that head coach is going to be off that year anyways. I mean, one of your assistants says, hey, go target this player. Even I will be you honest with you, not, bet you he probably didn't fucking know about it. I bet he but didn't either. But shame since, on him that he didn't know. But since he's the head coach, yep. he's going to get it too. It's the Joe sure. no argument, right? Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter for the LA Chargers. Whether this means the team liked him from the start or they tried and failed miserably at landing another big name, Tom Brady, in free agency, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Tyrod is your guy. We already know, Wiz, you hate this for the receiving options. You said it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Is there anybody that you like it for? Yeah. Who I do like it for would be Austin Eckler. Sure, solid. Because Austin Eckler's going to be good regardless who is the quarterback. Um, Tyrod is a dump down kind of. And honestly, if it's a rookie quarterback, it's even. If it's Tyrod Taylor or Herbert, it doesn't matter. It's great for Austin Eckler because they're going to dump the ball off to him, and it's great for him. Um, Tyrod Taylor is not a good quarterback. We didn't see it in Buffalo. We didn't see it in fucking Cleveland. And he sure as shit is not going to do it in LA at the end of his career for Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. Best team he's had around him, though. Wolfpack, no. thoughts on Taylor? No, still not going to do it. I'm just wondering at what week does the rookie come in and start for LA? Depends on who. If it's if it's Herbert, it won't take long. If it's Herbert, he I'm might start thinking, immediately over him. I was going to say, I'm almost thinking any rookie that goes there. No. I give it. We'll talk about Fromm later, but you know. <laughs> uh, Miami, look, speaking of quarterbacks in the draft, Miami tried really hard to get Tua to come back out to their uh, facilities one more time for a visit. And then the whole world shut down, and and wouldn't allow them uh, to to have him in. But I put this in here just to stress that Tua Tagungla, whatever the fuck his name is, is going to be a Miami Dolphin in 2020. I think even if teams talk to Detroit about trading up to that three spot, Miami will trump them and do it instead because they want this kid so badly. And I think you're wrong on this. I think and everyone in the world should want Tua Tagovailoa. Even the Lions. Close enough. Even a the even a Washington Lions, Redskins at two. Washington abs. Okay, if I had to choose Tua or Dwayne Haskins, who am I choosing, folks? Better question. If you had to choose Tua or Chase Young, who are you choosing, folks? It's mm. a great question, numb nuts. The answer is Chase Young. That might be the best question you posed in three weeks. Every well, once in a while, you do show up. He's been drunk for two of them. I was only on, was only on one other episode in the last three weeks. Fucking um, hammer. Yeah, I think that Dwayne Haskins sucks, and Tua is a game changer if he stays healthy. You bring up Chase Young, who is a... His comp is Julius Peppers. I like Isaiah Simmons better than I like Tua as a draft yeah. choice. I, I, well, You're an idiot. That can, okay. See what he did in the combine? Fuck. He didn't ever do anything in that combine. Get your head he's, on he's straight. A You're fucking player, terrible. I like. Isaiah Thomas, positionless player. Isaiah Simmons? Simmons. I was thinking basketball. Thomas. Oh, no, I disagree with you. Like, you could say the same thing Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher was a positionless player. He played safety fucking in college. But guess what? He figured it out. Chase Young is going to figure it out. Simmons is going to figure it out. Tua is such a, an elite athlete. He is, I talked about this before, he is the tier one quarterback if given right. the opportunity and he stays healthy. 
This is the whole knock and two is that he maybe can't stay healthy. And, you know, I'm not sure as an NFL franchise you can you can't take that bet against him. I'm not as a right. premier quarterback. How do you do that? Now, I mean, you really can't. You can't. No. But I'm wondering, could you sit him a year under Haskins? Yeah, not because under Haskins, to, to no. To get healthy no. and learn the playbook. No, not under Haskins. Under Jameis Winston, you might be able to. Jameis ain't playing. Jameis Winston will get... I'll bet you... You want to make that bet? Jameis will be a... He will get You want to make that bet that Jameis Winston's going to play next year? I don't think he'll play. <laughs> All right, that's a bet. I'm I'll, a, I'll bet. It's a starter? It's a bet! No, if he's going to play... A play? Yay! Like one play. Start uh, again. I'll, I'll, no, I'm talking no, no, start again. I'll, I'll, I'll go quarter of the season. Say start. Oh, to your benefit. No. no. To your benefit. Jameis Winston will not Quarter of the season. A quarter so, so of the season. It's already so a bet. Four, four games. It's on the record. Speaking of bets. Uh, is it four or five now? No, it's four. <laughs> I don't know if you guys that. have moved on, but I'd like to make the two-up bet. I think he'll be in Miami. Anybody want to bet against it, I'll give you the field. I... So it's so. Can we go down the draft pick real quickly? So it's the so it's Washington, Detroit. I don't know who's. I don't even know who's for. Who's for? Giants. They they ain't taking. No, they're they not ain't. taking one. So they could honestly they wait. Until San Diego seven. So who's five? That's Miami. No, I'm not taking the bet. Sorry. Yeah. Good idea though. Have you guys talked about Gronk? Because he's a no, professional we're WWE. We're, we're waiting for you. Oh, thanks, man. I had a pee. And the bathroom in the studio has been broken by my dipshit child's fuckface friends. Because their dipshit father couldn't figure it out. Hey, their dipshit father <laughs> is a he's, he's a nerd, bit of a nerd, bit of a nerd. He's a board gamer. Gronk's a professional. They wrestler. still exist. Board games? Yeah. No, like, no, no. Like, board gamers like, like, like weird Dungeon and Dragon. Like, yes, that's the kind. <laughs> um. Anybody watch the WWE? Because Gronk's there. Are you no. going to watch him wrestle? No. Ma- like Mankind? This is his... Mankind was the last guy... You... Remember Yokozuna? No. You remember that big fucking fat dude who, who, who strangled a guy out with his ass? No, you know I remember? I remember China was fucking poster Playboy, China. and then Sable yeah. poised for Playboy. Did you see the China sex tape? No, but she died. Bad. Is she dead? Yeah, she's dead, right? Roy? Yeah, I think she came into Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Goldberg. Ooh. And yours would be Goldberg. <laughs> I, I tend to like... I like that and the, the Giant. I can't... It's not. His name's not The Giant, but... Andre the Giant? Andre the no, giant. no. Fucking this wasn't was... Andre the Giant. Uh, I don't know who you're talking... It's after there's, my there's, time. My favorite wrestler cold. of all time is easy. It's the Ultimate Warrior, baby. Okay, you're going back. I agree with you. Like, back when it I was... was the shit. When I was young, Ultimate Roddy Warrior... Roddy Piper loved him. No, 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 no. Ultimate Warrior was a fucking... He was... He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was phenomenal. I mean, so like, much cocaine. But that that's like back in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go a little more recent here. Okay. If I have to, I will go Steve, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin here. Of the beers. Yeah, like he he seemed like a legit guy. Like you'd sit down and have a beer. With <laughs> you, Stone Cold, and Joe Biden would all sit down for a Yes, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I'm an Ultimate Warrior fan. I I also I also have like some uh, Brett the Hitman Heart love. NWO. New and World then, Order, and then there's uh, I kind of I kind of like IRS. Remember him, Irwin R. Scheister. Remember no. that guy? Uh, I know Dallas Page, Page and yeah. uh, Ooh, Dallas, Page. Dallas Page. Yeah, and then uh, Macho Man. Ooh, okay, okay, I like Macho okay, Man. Okay, Hulk Hogan. Nah, Hulk's no. Oh, was that? It's not uh, Kevin Nash. Before it, no, actually, after his sex tape, he was so much better. Who had a after Ma- his wife's sex tape? Macho Man. Oh, Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. I'm waiting for his daughter's sex tape. Ooh. All right, guys, let's skip. 
to the next bit. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. We're going to do something special for our dumb shit this week. Uh, it's not just going to be my observations of all the dumb shit in the world. There's plenty of it. Let's be clear about this. There's lots I could have put in here. But we're going to switch it up. Wolfpack is going to to lead us in. Go ahead, sir. All right. For dumb shit of the week, there is a lot. But I'm feeling like we need to determine who is the worst GM. Okay. Okay. Here's your options. Who is the bigger dumb shit is what you mean. Dumb shit, worst GM. Yeah. It's almost the same, I feel same like. Same shit. Who's fucking up their team worse than the other guy? Exactly. And Wiz and I are both going to take one of these two. Exactly. And argue it. And you get to pick the winner. All right. Pick we, it. Try to take your, any biasness out of this and actually just listen for once. Biasness is not a word. Bias. Yeah, you worry about that. We don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got throws back to the Here's... early days of this podcast. That, well, I'm talking like two years ago, early days. The Wiz had some strange words he used bias to pull out. No, bias it was just is really what it was. You trying right. to say bison's? No, no, just bias. <laughs> I was going to say bias, but all right. All right, so here's the two GMs that you guys are going to discuss. Yes. You got Bill O'Brien. Ooh! Who the Wiz Nuts will be taking. I'll take the exactly. Bill O'Brien. And we have the great, legendary, worst, probably one of the worst GMs, Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace, Chicago, but that's your boy. All right, I'm, I'm going to hit us off. We're going to go 20 seconds apiece. I got a timer on here, so you don't have to do anything but listen and judge. 20-second right. timer. I'm going to start first, Bill O'Brien, and go. Three moves here is all it's going to take, guys, because he's only been a GM for a year. Uh, Jadavian Clowney gets traded by this guy. This is a legit Hall of Famer, one of the best at his position in the league. Doesn't even get a first-round pick for him. Uh, Nook DeAndre Hopkins traded, doesn't get a first round pick for him. What he does instead is take David Johnson's $13 million contract and, and promise all of it to him. Go ahead. 20 Wait. seconds Wait. on the timer. 20 seconds, go. He, this fucker drafts Kevin White, cut in the NFL. Leonard Floyd, he personally cuts. He tries to wreck the, the Saints five years ago with Adam Shaheen. Tariq Cohen being Darren Sproles. He fucking trades up to draft Mitchell Trubisky, passing on Watson and Mahomes. In this year, he signs Jimmy Graham for a guaranteed $9 million. Fucks, he is terrible. Nicely done. That's a lot in 20 seconds. All right. That's it. You get to pick. Who's the worst? Who's the bigger dumb shit? The biggest. The GM. Worst, biggest, bigger. How you want to call it? Dumb shit. I, I got to switch. It was Ryan Pace. Oh! Boo. He's, done of, he's done a lot of stupid shit, really. He's done a lot of damage in a short period of time. Bill O'Brien, I agree with you on the fact that he is... A lot shorter period of time. <laughs> a lot shorter period of time. He's fucking he's a lot more. He's done some stupid shit. Um, but honestly, if Ryan Pace has, is destroying a franchise before our eyes, he has made some solid moves. But yeah, Jackson, I do you. The problem is Jackson, Mac. I like Quinn that he brought in this no, no, year. I, 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 I mean, you're, I, I agree with you, except for the fact of this is that he doesn't. There's, he's not building on anything ever. He just fucking he drafts fucking randomly. He gets new a new idea. It, it's almost exactly like Nagy. He gets these fancy ideas in his head, and he just says, "Let's do this." Your right. job as a GM is not to not your 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 job is to build on something. Yes, long term planning. You tell yeah. me what long term plan do you 
Honestly, you might be able to argue with Bill O'Brien. Maybe there is a long-term plan. We just haven't seen it long enough because it's not it's right. not there yet. If he's got a long-term plan. You tell me what Ryan no, Pace's plan it's, it's is. His plan over. is to build the best defense in the league. And no offense. And let Nagy handle the offense. Did, was he By the bringing that... in Jimmy Graham, who can't fucking separate himself. No. Tariq Cohen, who's not Darren Sproles. Did he also and Adam Shaheen. Woo! Was he also the guy that signed Mike McGlennon? Was it Mike McGlennon for like three years? Uh, like, I think that was actually. Uh, the, it was about the same year that he was. It might have been a year before he was. I think was, was it Mike McGlennon? No, no. I think you were. I think it was Mike. Mike. It, it was. It was Glennon. Yes. If it was Glennon, yes. it was one of the first things he did. Yeah, no, because no, because it was for a backup, like for yeah. three years. Because like, Glennon only lasted four games, and then and then the great yeah. Michael Trubisky shows up. Fucking Trubisky. So yes, to your point is he did sign Glennon. Yeah, yeah that's a great and move. And such a good move. <laughs> Let's. Switch it up. We're going to rookies here, folks. We're going to hit you with our tier three rookies. We'll tell you what we like about these guys, what we don't like about these guys. We'll tell you where they factor into your dynasty plans, your dynasty rookie drafts, as well as what we expect from their NFL careers. So pay attention, take notes, get a pencil out. Wiz is going to hit you with some quarterbacks. I will keep this... Short and brief, folks, it is my tier three quarterbacks. It is the bottom of the barrel, the guys that you are looking to probably fill a roster spot at best, or they're going to be career backups. Uh, number one here on this list is Jake Fromm, who I like a lot. I actually thought he was going to be a tier two, but he just didn't pan out just from a pure athleticism. I don't think he has a high enough ceiling. He's 6'2", 220, ran a 5'0", not he ran the That's worst. He ran the worst on the combine, folks. He's just not fast. But I mean, here's the bottom line: quarterbacks don't need to run a fast forty. They've got to have good, quick feet. In today's NFL, in everyday's NFL, this is the good things on Jake Fromm. He has confidence. He's mature. He has good mechanics. He's an ultimate facilitator, folks. He knows how to make things work. He can read a defense and process a defense. There's not that many guys in college football that can do that. Even in high school when he was on that QB1 show, I thought his mind was solid. Great brain for football. He st- he plays in Georgia, going up against the best competition that you yeah. possibly can, and he was good. He wasn't, yeah. You're not talking about a guy who was bad. This guy stood up to the best, Alabama, who continuously sends three, four, five guys to the NFL. This guy's playing against those guys already, and he did a decent job. Here's the bad. Here's the knocks of Jake Fromm. His speed's not good. Yeah. His arm strength is is meh. His arm, just talent, physical limitations, folks. That's his ceiling. He just doesn't have the same physic physically that the rest of these guys do. You're gonna see an average player. His comps are Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Chase Daniels. What do you hear from that? Career backups. I said it two weeks ago. Case Keenum is the perfect. Because I, I see Jake Fromm at some point in his career having a good year where he gets a shot, somebody gets hurt, whatever. But that's just kind of who he is. Like, he's not yeah. flashy. He's not going to pop out at you. He's going to show up, do a very good job when be, he needs to. Fine. And yes. look, I'd be real comfortable with him as my team's backup quarterback. Yeah. From an NFL standpoint, you want him. From a fantasy standpoint, Stay you don't want Jake Fromm. Now, I think this next guy from a fantasy standpoint is a little more interesting. Jalen Hurts, 6'1", 218, ran a 4.5940, way faster. Um, he has speed. He's, he has a good arm. He's strong. He can push the ball down the field. He's got good poise occasionally. He's got general accuracy. When I say general, meaning like occasionally he puts the ball in a good spot. Sometimes not so much. 
Here's the bad part about Jalen Hurts. This is the most disappointing parts to me. Because Jalen Hurts is, is riding a high right now, especially coming out of this combine. He, he, he showed up to the combine like he had to and he did a good job. He has lapses in judgment, bad decision-making, or poor decision-making. His timing doesn't always fit. Um, doesn't actually... I don't think he does, doesn't know how to understand or read defenses. Here's, I mean, a good example of me in, in his pocket awareness in general, he struggled big time in the SEC. That's the reason why he was pulled out for Tua. Okay, like he he was the, he was the the the, the, the higher classman here, folks. He couldn't stay in the game because in the SEC you play against legit talent. It was only in the Big Twelve when he showed up and actually started putting up something legitimate. When the Big Twelve only goes seven on seven, I have serious concerns on Jalen Hurts for that reason. That I don't think it translates to the NFL very well. So. I know you're going to tell us your counts here in a little bit, but the last time we recorded this a few minutes ago mm-hmm. and it didn't work, um, I said what I in your description I heard Jay Cutler. You said that was stupid. So here's another Bears quarterback that I hear in your description. Good arm talent, sort of sometimes kind of accurate, got some speed on the ground with shitty decision-making. Is he Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, what is that not a great fit? Who is faster than Mitchell Trubisky? Trubisky's got some wheels. No, Mitchell Trubisky has good footwork. Jalen Hurts is is faster than him. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you, but go keep going. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I guess in general, I don't think a comp's bad. I, I also agree with you that Jalen Hurts can't read a defense. He doesn't know how to look anyone off. Mitchell Trubisky doesn't know how to do either of those, right? Like he can't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad comp. You're probably right on that. That Mitchell Trubisky is probably a fair statement. I think I tend to think probably more Geno Smith or the right system, right coach, Kaepernick, Kaepernick, or go take this further, the higher ceiling. If you really want to, and if you really want to get excited because you love Jalen Hurts, which I do not, and I don't advise it. Understand what Baltimore did? They they resurrected their whole offense around one player, Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is not a good quarterback. They just they figured out how to build around him. Maybe that's in the right a, system. That's a drunken statement to make. Come on, it's not. I mean, Lincoln Riley did. I mean, Lincoln Riley did the same thing. Jalen Hurts. Hopefully, honestly, we sat here a year ago with after Baltimore drafted Lamar Jackson. We said it was a terrible pick. We said the same fucking thing. The difference is they just stopped doing everything. They said, okay, we know what he's bad at. We know what he's good at. Just st- or doing what he's good at. Interestingly, the next guy on your list is higher on most people's yeah. lists than. Uh, Hurts is even from in a lot of cases because he had what a lot of people consider to be a great combine. This is the problem with the combine, folks. Is Jordan Love out of Utah, who's a junior, 6'4", 220, ran a 4.7440. He's fast as shit. I think his 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 uh, leaping ability is out of the world. Um, keeps his eyes down the field. He stays in the pocket. He's got he's got speed. He has talent. He has a rock of an arm. Big hands. Anyone? What does that mean? Big old gloves. Gloves, gloves. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, here's the problem with Jordan Love. His decision making might be worse. Might be worse than Hurts. His timing's worse. His accuracy is worse. His field vision and awareness in general is worse than than Jalen Hurts. He stays in the pocket too long. He doesn't understand things. And he can't fucking look off anything. I don't think he, Jordan Love's game transitions to the NFL whatsoever compared to Hurts. Or to Lamar Jackson. I think you're talking about Colin Kaepernick on the bad side where he can't find a job. Is, is, is a problem I have with Jordan Love. 
Okay, so if you're looking at these three guys, um, what do they mean in a dynasty rookie draft? What do you think their NFL careers look like? NFL careers is from is the best guy to go with. It'll be it'll be long. There's longevity to it. In the short term, if I'm drafting for fantasy fantasy purposes only, and I'm going for fantasy purposes, meaning they're going to play, they're going to give me, they're going to do something. I'm going Jalen Hurts because there'll be someone somewhere. Maybe it's the Buccaneers who's going to replace an aging quarterback with a young talent, and it's Jalen Hurts. You're going to see him on the field sooner than the rest of these guys, and it's going to be a short duration, but he's going to be there. The the nice thing is, in most rookie drafts, he's going behind both of these guys, so maybe there's some value in there if you're trying to reach end of a second-round quarterback, maybe. Uh, Maybe even third round if you're not looking at uh, super flex. Hurts might be a guy that you can get and might end up being a steal. I don't hate that. Running backs? Is it my time? Oh, it's always it's been your, your time. time. Fuck yeah, it's my time. Let's talk running backs tier three. A couple guys on this list I have already mentioned on this show, uh, maybe after the combine or for whatever re- other reason, some guys I like. My first guy here in my tier three is a fifth-year senior out of Illinois State. The big whiz is an alum out of Illinois State, so he likes this guy. In fact, if you listen to our game show episode at the end of the season, I said I didn't care for James Robinson. I have come up a lot on him. Part of the reason I didn't like James Robinson all that much is because uh, if you watch his tape in Illinois State, that that offensive line, the Redbirds offensive line, was really good. Uh, and they made a lot of room for him. To me, watching the tape, he took what he got but didn't do a whole lot more than that. I didn't necessarily see a very athletic player in James Robinson. Okay, Now, Fast forward to the Combine, I have said on this show that the Combine is made for guys like James Robinson, and he came in here at 5'10", 220 pounds, and did literally everything he could possibly do to improve his stock, a 40-yard or 40-inch vertical jump, for example. Wide receivers have a hard time jumping 40 inches, and they're not 5'10", 220 pounds, 125-inch broad jump. Look. I sat here in our Tier 1 show, and I told you that all of Jonathan Taylor's measurables in the Combine set him apart, bumped him to my number one. The cool thing about James Robinson is that he beat Taylor in all but the 40. He did better in every drill except the 40. He was a top six in every one of those drills outside the 40. He ran a 4.64, which, again, at 5'10", 220, that's a stocky guy. You don't need him to run much faster than a 5.6". Lev Bell ran a 5.6, for example. I'm going to say that name a couple more times. Things I like about James Robinson's style. Yes, he's a shitty pass blocker, but he runs really strong, runs really powerful. He also runs really patiently, um, much like Lev Bell. He's the kind of guy that stalls behind the line to find what works. And once he does, um, he will put his shoulders down and make himself some room. He actually comp really well to Bell's uh, combine measurables to all his... uh, uh, drills as well. He does have great hands, I think. Again, just like Lev Bell, he can do a lot of those same things Bell can do. He's a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller, but I like this kid, and even in the on-field drills at the Combine, he's a guy that, if you watch him, he could be the model for every other player running these drills moving forward. Yes, Cam Akers had faster feet, uh, but uh, I, I just really like James Robinson in the combine. My two comps, because 
Wiz, here in Tier 3, finally, I comped players to my nice running backs. Nice job. I'm proud of you. I gave you a best case and a worst case scenario for all of them, just like you told me to do it, even though I hate it and I think comps are fucking stupid. <laughs> James Robinson's top end same about you. is Le'Veon Bell. Sure. My bottom comp, however, is Kenneth Dixon for this That's guy. That's fucking low. I mean, it's not an, it's not an injury comp. It's a, it's a skill set comp. Who, yes, but I give you a bottom end. That's my bottom end. James Robinson, I like him. My next guy here out of Maryland, junior out of Maryland, is Anthony McFarlane. Now, the unfortunate thing for McFarlane. Are you okay over there? <laughs> I'm just popping my knee. How old are you? I'll be 30. Oh, fuck. Right, I'm getting there. I'll be 30. Oh, I'll be fuck. 30. Anthony McFarland, guys, <laughs> junior out of Maryland. Like I said, shared the backfield with Javon League, who out of the 33 backs I ranked in my uh, algorithm, I think Javon League is number 32. He fucking sucks. And he got more touches than McFarland did uh, in this past season, which I think is really unfortunate. McFarland's 5'8". He's 208. So he's short. He's not small, okay? 208 is big. For 5'8", he is a very stout guy, and he runs like a stout guy with some really nice leg drive at the line. My favorite things about Anthony McFarlane are this. The word I wrote down more often than anything else is sudden, which means, Wiz, um, he is literally as quick on a cut as anybody in this class. Um, When he wants to get it moving side to side laterally, he can do it better than anybody else. You think he's there when you go to make your tackle. If you blink or put your head down, as a defender, if you put your eyes to the ground for a second going in for a tackle against Anthony McFarland, he's not going to be there when you wrap him up. That's fun to watch. Well, what I question here, though, is when you say sudden, sudden tells me like he's got the best feet. like that He has best feet and vision. He's, he's very, very, very quick. He has extraordinary vision. Uh, to me, he knows where the holes are without looking there, and he's very decisive. Like, in order to be sudden, you have to have incredible vision. You have to have good feet. Not they're not as good as Acres again, who's got insane feet. Right, the Deuce State sure. Israel shows it. But his feet are real fucking quick, um, and when he sees something, he doesn't hesitate in the slightest. Anthony McFarlane is there immediately. He's very, very sudden, but also has some decent leg drive. Fast, right? 4-4-4 four, four, four at 208 pounds, 5-8 is pretty good too. I like it. Some of the issues that you're going to see with Anthony McFarlane that see him drop is, again, he didn't he didn't get the the bulk of the carries or touches on his own team for whatever reason. Javon Leak got more of those, he got more touches last season than Anthony McFarlane did. He didn't do anything at the combine other than the 40-yard dash, which I, I think could have benefited him if he tried to do some of those. We'll see his pro day. Um, but this is a kid who's got a lot of skills as a shorter guy. Um, I think he can be productive. The comps I have here on the low end, DeAndre Washington, who he got very hurt when similar he had his back. opportunity. Yeah. Um, so like we never, he never really, really got a chance to shine just because of the guys ahead of him. Or again, when when he did have that chance because somebody ahead of him got hurt, he also got hurt. I think that was uh, um, what's his name, Run DMC. Anyway, doesn't matter. DMC. Yeah. Darren McFadden. McFadden uh, was terrible. Rashard. I mean. No, that's Jalen Rashard was behind. No, no, no. Well, Jalen Rashard was there. The Latavius same Murray was behind him. Uh, my my top end comp, which I think is a really solid comp, is Devonta Freeman. The things that Devonta Freeman does that I think Anthony McFarlane can also do, I think both of them. Uh, Devonta Freeman is a great goal line back for a short guy. I think McFarlane has all those same skills. He's a really powerful legs. He's not going to go backwards. 
Um, he's also really shifty in tight spaces. I think he can catch the ball relatively well. Freeman could catch the ball relatively well. I think there's a really good comp. Well, I have a question for you about this one. Devonta Freeman, he's bigger than 5'8". He's, he's closer to 5'10". But, but I mean, you. I think you are right where he says that there wasn't a guy that ran harder on the field during this, t- during yeah, this oh, time. I, I didn't even say that. I should have said that. I said it the first time I recorded it. My favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing about McFarland is his motor. He is a go, 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 nonstop, full effort guy, all the way, 100% every play. He's more fun to watch taking a fake handoff on a play action than a lot of guys I watch taking the ball up the middle. Um, Not necessarily the best pass blocker, but once the ball is thrown, this is a guy that immediately starts sprinting downfield, trying to catch up to a safety to block him down the field wherever the ball was caught. He doesn't stop. He likes, he likes the contact. He loves. He to, loves football. He loves football, and his <clears throat> level of effort is insane. Real quick, just for the listeners, Devontae Freeman is five eight two zero six. Okay, so here's a question for you. Another, another cap for everyone. You Anthony Rafferty is five eight two zero eight. I hear you. What, what about what about Maurice Jones Drew? He's not that stout. Jones Drew was very yeah very, very heavy. like a ball, yeah. Yeah. a fucking ball. Around. But he was yeah. he couldn't move laterally at all. Okay, I think I think I think what. Freeman and McFarlane can do is move laterally a lot. So better. you think Freeman and McFarlane are a lot closer in terms of cop, just, just general yes, running style. I think, style. It's, a fanta- okay, right, I think it's a fantastic cop. Right. Will teams see the value there? He's a smaller guy, right? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I like much him. more, much more aligns with Donta Freeman in terms of quickness and everything else yes. than he does Jerome's Drew, which is a bowling ball. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, my next guy here, Joshua Kelly, senior out of UCLA. Now look, after his junior year, there was some talk about this guy being right around the top ten ish running backs coming out. He decided to go back one more year at UCLA. His production numbers as in his junior year were better than his production numbers by a significant margin in his senior year, which was disappointing for this guy. I I know, but when I watch his junior year tape and his senior year tape, there's very little difference to me. I don't think he lost anything. I think just the situation around him meant that his production wasn't there. Now, my issues with this guy are this. He's 5'11", he's 212, so he's a taller guy, and he does. he's he's what, three inches taller without gaining much many, many pounds on a guy like McFarland. Uh, and he relied on two things to get free and get open in space. What are you doing? Making sure the beer is mixed very good. Mix that beer. It's a very old beer. Um, he relied on his speed, drink it. and he relied on his <laughs> power to get into space at UCLA. Now, the problems there are this. like He's, he's, he's relatively fast. He's not going to blow the doors off of anybody. Uh, but he, at 5'11", 212, is not going to be strong enough or have the power in the NFL to make yards, create yards for himself like he did in UCLA. Uh, he has a really powerful leg drive, good pad level contact balance, which allowed him to use his power to make yards. But again, 212 is not going to cut it in the NFL at 5'11". He's not going to be strong enough to create yards for himself. Uh, he wasn't very elusive, doesn't have the wiggle or shake to make those yards. So the speed that he had in UCLA, which is really just kind of mediocre for the running back class this season, and the power he had in UCLA which is just not going to be enough in the NFL, make it really hard for me to see how Josh Kelly fits into the NFL. If he can gain eight pounds and maintain some of his speed, maybe he's got decent. Do hands, you put a lot but... of, do you put that much into height and weight? Well, I mean, it's it equates to size, right? And mass 
plus what times velocity equals force. I mean, you need but to same, have the same mass. With, same with feet, the feet matter, like you said before. Like, how fast her feet move or anything else. I mean, the question that I have is, like, Josh Crowley, 5'10", 5'11", at 218, was LaDainian Tomlinson, who was one of the best running backs we've ever seen play the game. He's not that far away from that. Um, I'm not saying by any means Joshua Kelly is LaDainian Tomlinson. I'm just saying that does he have the skill set to be close to it? He, well, he doesn't because what he relied he relied on that power, right? That's what he did. That's all he did. Ladanian Tomlinson wasn't a power back. Josh Kelly was much a power back with second level speed at UCLA. That's not going to translate into the NFL without without the moves um, that you, that you need, like a Ladanian Tomlinson could demonstrate, right? Like it's not going to happen. To me, better comps are Kevin Coleman and No Show Moreno. No Show Moreno. The problem with both of those guys is that like. They had a hard time carving out a role for themselves on their teams. That's what I see for Joshua Kelly. Well, hard different... time carving out a role for himself. The difference to me here is Tevin Coleman's fantasy relevant. Yeah, you know, he always has. No, he has been even even when he's behind. Honestly, he was actually yeah. Devonte Freeman shows up out of sheer luck that Devon, or Tevin Coleman breaks a rib. Uh-huh. Otherwise, Tevin Coleman might have been that starting running back there. But he was regardless, prior. yes, he was. Tevin Coleman's been fantasy relevant. That he's he's a he's a flex position that you can always randomly plug in. And you may get that with Josh Kelly, Joshua. That's Kelly. not that bad. It's not bad. But it's not no, Show Moreno. I don't think he ever showed up in the NFL. Yeah, that one year. Let me hit you with my last guy here in my tier three. This is a name that a lot of people are kicking around before and after. The combine is Darrington Evans out of App State. Look, Junior out of App State, he was a fun player to watch, but it was App State. So all of what I saw on tape was colored by the fact that he played for Appalachian State people. Um, So when I watched that tape, I expected him to be fast because he was faster than his competition. But Jesus Christ, at the combine, he ran a 4-4-1 second only to Jonathan Taylor. Pretty impressive. The issue is Jonathan Taylor's 224 pounds, right? A little bit smaller. Darrington Evans is 5'10", 203. Yeah. He is a speed and scat back type player. He is not He's not what Jonathan Taylor is, right? He is. He does not pretend like Joshua Kelly to be a power back. He's fast. He's got solid burst. One other great plus about him that I really like is his ball security. 500 plus touches in college, only two fumbles. Direct comparison, 500 or so touches for DeAndre Swift, 10 fumbles. Um, so that's a plus. A lot of people, a lot of coaches like to look at so that. He's playing Appalachian State, just to clarify. He Yes, but I mean, like, you're running with the ball. DeAndre Swift is playing against the NFL. People are, NFL players. People are hitting, hitting your arms. He didn't drop the ball. I don't know that ball security necessarily, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter who your competition is. Like, if you can not fumble, that's great, <laughs> period. Um, my my ish, the thing about watching Darren Evans is this: like outside of his speed and that great first step burst, nothing really jumped off the page to you watching the tape. His vision was fine, decisiveness it was okay, not terribly strong. He can break a tackle okay, but nothing great. He nothing jumped out at you, but he was always at the second level for some somehow he always managed to get through that first line and break these runs. I don't know where they came from. I don't know how he did it because, again, nothing looked insane on tape. I'll say right out of the gates here, um, like if he ends up going to a team that's a zone scheme team, that's not going to work for him. He doesn't have the mental that it takes to run his own scheme. He doesn't have the vision, and even if he does see holes, he doesn't get there before they close. He's not a zone. He could, he could maybe be fine 
as a, a second back, a, a third down back on a team that runs a gap scheme, and he might be able to run the ball relatively well. I don't straight line it. runner here. I don't see it in his own scheme. But he he managed to get fucking to the second level. He managed to get in the end zone. Is that twenty three touchdowns straight, on two hundred straight line runner? Touches. No, no. Well, he's also a kick returner. I don't understand. Yeah, but I mean, like straight line runners. I mean, when I say that, like I know what that like is, like yeah. you're 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 finding your spot and you're hitting it, and then you're gone. Yes, but like you can you could. Like like the, the zone. The, the problem with the zone is that's what we're so doing with La Bell. La Bell was so goddamn patient. He fucking yes. waited and waited and waited. Oh, and there's my spot. The term yeah. that is associated with zone scheme running backs is one cut back. You you string it out till you see a hole and you one cut you through the hole. Mm-hmm. Darrington Evans is not that. He 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 doesn't see it fast enough or get there. Decide to get there fast enough before these holes close. Or, or, or does he not? Does he never wait? Is he is his patience not there? Uh, yeah, it might. I mean, it might not be. I don't know. I, I just don't like it. Look, I do have some comps for him. The one that most I hear most often from other people is Daryl Henderson, which means nothing to me because yeah, we he haven't the ball seen twice him play in the NFL. But the other one makes sense a lot to me is Matt Breida because two years ago when he was the only guy left in San Francisco, the exact same thing happened. I don't think anything jumps off the tape to me with Matt Breida as like this guy's a stud, but he was always down the field with the ball. Somehow he always. Broke through the first level of the defense and was gaining big yards. That's how he had a six point whatever yards per carry. That's Darrington Evans when you watch him in App State. The reason I don't like that comp that much is because of what Kyle Shannon does to to players in general. Yeah, um, we saw he he did that he did that with Devonta Freeman when, when he was in when he was in Atlanta. Devonta Freeman put up good numbers. When he was gone, Devonta Freeman put up no Devonta numbers. Really got hurt because when he was gone, doesn't matter. I don't. Right. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter to me. Um, Brita. Before Shanahan and before that offensive line was was non relevant. Yeah. Only when Shanahan was there, and even when Shanahan's there, and that offensive line's there, Breida's occasionally relevant. So that's that's to me what Evans is, right? Like he's not going to make for himself with a lack of great vision, decisiveness, tackle breaking skills. He's not going to be able to make for himself a great NFL season. But like Breida, if he has a, a situation where a coach a scheme is helping him to create. He can find himself with big chunk yards on a regular basis. He did it at App State. He could do it again, so long as he's not the only one there making it happen for him. Does that make any sense to you? That's why oh, it's a great, right. great Depending on where he's at, he could do it. Now, real quick, let me tell you, uh, these guys are guys that are going, I think, at third round, fourth round maybe Oof. in rookie draft. James Robinson is not being drafted in any of the – yeah. Any of the five round rookies drafts I've mind. So here's a question: If we if, if we, we have a dynasty team together, yes, would if if Robinson's there in the fourth round, we draft him? Yes. All right, I'm okay with. I think that's, yeah. that's good. I, take I mean, that. he's look. He he'll probably be, he's gonna be drafted, but he's probably gonna be a fifth, sixth round guy. From a fantasy standpoint, who's the best running back here? If I'm taking one guy, regardless of anything else, right now for fantasy purposes, it's Anthony McFarland because I think. I think he he's got everything it takes, and I think a team is, might recognize that he might get the opportunity fast. Fantasy purposes or, or NFL purposes, but he might get the opportunity faster, which is why I like him out there. And he's got a lot of tools to be a productive back. Whereas, like I just we just said, Darrington Evans needs the right system. Joshua Kelly, I don't know that there's a there's a, a good role for him right now until he can get in here and figure out what's going to work for him. And James Robinson, I just don't think, is going to have the opportunity McFarlane does coming out of the NFL draft because McFarlane is going to go before Robinson does the NFL draft. 
if I was a listener and, had, and, and took your advice, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go Robinson first or Kelly. Okay. Not that I, I like McFarland um, a lot, but but Kelly seems to me he he, he fits a certain size. Fits a, he he he. There's a lot to him. Kelly's going a lot later in fantasy drafts right now. Robinson also you you. You comped Lev Bell, and I find that very intriguing. If he's sure. half of Lev Bell, it's pretty fucking good. You can, he's not going to be drafted in your four-round rookie mock draft. Or your rookie draft, I promise. So, yes, you can take him, and we'll take him at the end of the fourth round in ours. All day. Okay. Fucking A. Give me those wide receivers, Wolfpack. You've been quiet because you haven't said anything in three hours. He did a lot on our first go-through. Yeah, the first go-round, we were a little bit sober, too. We uh, fixed... <laughs> We fixed your uh, tier two. You want to do one at Jameson? Which fucked up your no. your stuff now, but... He hasn't taken the shot from before. I haven't taken the shot from before, but I'll take a shot now. What the fuck is wrong Who with you? taking three shots? You pour them while Wolfpack dives into... Take a shot. He tries to make Penis. sense of his wide receiver tier okay. threes after so. he fucked with it. I'm, I have a full shot glass. <laughs> fuck. You need a little color on it. Take your shot. Let's go. When you do it with me. Bullshit, we already did ours. You weigh more than I do, both of you. <laughs> no, probably, I don't know, maybe. Trying to level, you, yes you do. I know, I do. Close. <laughs> I weigh 160. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am probably five pounds heavier than you. Yeah, I'm not okay. I'm nope. not going with mine. So, <laughs> for wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk. Take Ayuk, 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 good. I have a whole beer ahead of you. Come on, let's go. Beer ahead, this is my second drink, third drink. I just report a third one. And I open. Let's go, penis. <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, he is from Arizona State. Six foot, one inch, two hundred six pounds. I feel like that is a lot of our wide receivers, though. They're all fucking six foot and weigh two ten, two five. It's a great class. He's had sixty five receptions, just under twelve hundred yards, eight TDs. But he's also done the punt and kick return. Fourteen punt returns, two hundred twenty six with a TD. Not too bad. Still get you know get on the field. Fourteen kick returns, four hundred forty six yards. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, but in the NFL, you don't really don't do kick returns anymore. No, you don't. That's a good point. Then you got he's got good size, speed, natural pass catcher. He creates yards after the catch. So I mean that always helps. Very intriguing. Yeah. Do you happen to know if he's an outside guy or a slot guy? Uh, he's played. He's played both. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's been more outside because I this year he's been more the number one, or this past year he's number one. Last year he had uh, Harry, uh, Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah. yeah, he was the number one for Arizona State that year. So he was more of the opposite side slash slot guy that year. So this year he was more of the number one. Put up decent yards. Yeah. Decent catches. His comp is Robert Woods. And a smaller, slower Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins isn't good though, so I don't. I mean, I don't. Don't want people to get excited for Sammy Watkins. Robert Woods is kind of exciting to me. Sammy Watkins was pretty good. His Buffalo days, not in Buffalo, he wasn't that good. Um, first year, I don't bet. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I I like the receiver. I do. I'm. I don't like the fact that I don't. Uh, we drafted Hakeem Butler out of University of Arizona. That did no. not go well. No, it was Iowa bad. State. Iowa State. Iowa State. Oh, like, who, who was that? Plays for Arizona now. <laughs> He's terrible. I, that's, the only re- that's the only concern I have here is that it's another big receiver who just couldn't make a name for himself until a better receiver left. Um, okay. I'm going to say something gross here, but I'll explain why it's a good thing in a minute. Like, So I watched a little bit of wide receiver tape. 
relax. But I watched a little bit of wide receiver tape, and here's the guy when I watch when I watch Brandon Ayuk play. Here's the guy that comes to mind. Do you remember rookie Thank season Dante Pettis? Dante remember, Pettis yeah. looked yes. The game looked yes. slow to the Dante game, Pettis. Everything looked natural and easy to him, yes. right? That's what I see when I look at Brandon Ayuk. He just looks. Is this looks it's easy natural. to him as a game, right? Everything looks right. easy to him. I like watching this kid. This is the guy see, that I am targeting I, everywhere. I think you, you you say that, and I think that's really interesting because um, when when these guys don't aren't shot, aren't having to make up, the, aren't having to go on the on the game and actually on beat people on pure talent, like like Dwayne just Dwayne's nuts just said. Um, they can just do it because they're, they're, it's a game to them. They're not. They're not just. They're not relying right. on, on, on knowing a better system. They're just doing it on pure just, talent. Yeah. That's an Ayuk. That's, that's right. a huge. This is the guy that I'm targeting. All of. See that? That to me is a difference maker. They're calling this guy a number two wideout. So yep. he's not going to be your number one, but he's going to be your number two. Well, let's let's be honest. Decent. From a fantasy standpoint, every number two wide receiver in the NFL is drafted for fantasy purposes. For fuck yeah. Yes. Every Most of the yes. threes. Most threes are. Yes. Hit me. So talk about this next one because I'm confused by your notes. Pretty so, sure Jalen Rager was one of our two. Right. Twos. So since I was not here last week, last show, I had Jalen Rager, Rager, however you want to call him. It's Rager. Rager. Right. As yeah. a tier three. Jesus. Like like the book about Song of Fire and Ice. Excuse me? I don't read. So. <laughs> the problem with him is I feel like he is a kick returner only. Jesus shit. He's 5'11". Who 11, let this asshole in pounds. the studio? So, I mean, he, his comps are Pervy Har- or Percy Harvin and Curtis Samuel. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like your comps here. Percy Harvin's a good cop. The only difference here is that Jalen Percy Harvin was not only... A, a returner. Right. Percy Harvin did a lot of good things in Minnesota and went all the way to fucking goddamn Seattle, Seattle and the same fucking thing. Like, Loved he, him. He, right. he found a, a spot on the field. He found a spot fantasy relevancy. He was a good receiver. And I think this is kind of what we mentioned two weeks ago with, with Rager is that we don't see a spot where he can't fit in. Yeah. He'll, yes. Every team needs a Jalen Rager. Every team needs this guy. Hit me with the guy that you're replacing him with on this list. The replacement. Is this the... Well, I'll just go with the next guy I got. Yeah, I got it. Okay. K.J. Hamler. Woo! This is a poor man's Henry Ruggs, but okay, give it to me. He is fast as hell, but also short as can be. He is 5'9", 176 pounds. How tall are you, Wiz? Uh, (laughs) 5'8". No, 5'9". No, this is seriously 5'9". And the same weight. And the same weight. (laughs) 5'8", and something... So, Hamler's I mean, uh, a small dude, but he's fast as fuck. Yeah. yeah. He... Think I can beat him at 40? No. No. He didn't do the 40. Of course he didn't. We talked this three weeks he ago. Any, he didn't do anything at the combine. No. Whenever he played against Ohio State, he played against the best cornerback in the game. Akuda? Akuda, yes. And he man. was able to shake him. He was able to blow by him. It was a really good game. They just happened to get their ass kicked. Their comps for him. Is Tavon Austin a bad cop? Tyler Lockett and Deshaun Jackson. If he is Deshaun Jackson, folks, this is a a great player that you want to draft. My only concern here is this: is that he's going to go to the right team, the right system to become Deshaun Jackson. So fast, yeah, yeah. He is Jackson that short? No, no, he's a a couple inches taller, maybe at most. Um, 
Lockett's a good Lockett's a good fantasy relevant receiver. T- Devon Austin's bad. Like you don't want Devon no. Austin. No, he's a running back. For fuck's sake. Right. Two years ago, that numb nuts over here. I say numb nuts. We'll say we'll say Dewey's nuts. Try to say Devon Austin would be a great player. Um, I don't know if that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you said he would steal. Fucking Zeke's carries catches. All right, so the last guy I got. You guys moved him from oh. my tier two. I liked him at tier two. I'd push him back guys to tier four him, if you let me. You guys pushed him back, so I had to throw him in tier three to show you guys that he is not as bad as you guys think. Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, 6'2", 208 pounds. Again, another one of those 6'2", guys, 210. He is a big receiver, has a imposing frame, can box people out. Has not so good hands. That is his one of his biggest comps. Not important at all at the wide receiver position. No, no. But, I mean, I feel like he's still going to catch the ball when it matters. He's going to get you TDs. I I just feel like he is a better receiver than these Tier 3 wideouts that we have now. I agree with you. I mean, I think he is a legitimate receiver. Like you said, he has the imposing frame to me is the important part. I think, is he Elshon Jeffrey? Maybe. I, I don't. Did you list your comps yet here yet? I have the comps. It states on my research I've done, Hakeem Hicks Knicks? and Cordell Cordero. Patterson. Are you saying Hakeem Nix, the guy that came out of Hakeem North Carolina? Hicks. It's yeah. not a person. Yes, it is. Hakeem Hicks? Yeah. Wide receiver from, uh, he played for Giants. Giants. Shot, no, he didn't shoot himself. Nix. Yeah, I might have given him a That's shot. Yeah, he might be right. Take that. Yeah. Played at but University of North Carolina? Yeah. Um, the Cornell, okay, bro. It's okay, bro. The Cornell, way. The Cornell way. Patterson does not. I, I don't see any relevance here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the tall. speed's not. He's not even that tall. Six. Um, I see. I told. I said this earlier in the unrecorded show. I, I see the comp here. An old guy that hits home to me is David Terrell from Michigan. Sure, and it's terrifying because I think I think Terrell is six three, a bigger receiver, couldn't catch the ball, big frame. Did you make that helmet catch? Was that helmet catch guy? No, that was uh, David Tyree. That was Tyree. David Tyree. Never mind. Uh, I do think that David Peoples Jones. Donovan. Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> the, the, the one thing that does interest me is I, I do think that that Harbaugh can recruit. I think he can recruit talent. Right. And I think this is who Donovan Jones, Donovan Jones, Peoples Jones is. He is a bad quarterback play, though. Just if you want to, so you don't know, keep trying to stumble over that name. I think... Or Mr. Jones is, for you. Mr. Jones. I think Mr. <laughs> Jones is the best. Yeah, I think his quarterback was okay. I think there's a lot of issues around that team. I don't think he's that bad of a player. Um, look, it, if you want... You put in here that he's a big, imposing frame. 6'2", 208 is not that. If you want to talk about big Most guys... Most quarterbacks are not 6'2", buddy. Most quarterbacks don't fit true. that bill. If you want to talk about big guys... This should have been Denzel Mims. This should have been Michael Pittman. Those guys belong ahead of him. Was he? Mm-hmm. Pittman was well, in good. tier two. This should have been Denzel Talk Mims, 6'3", 212 pounds, and he won almost every fucking. That's an inch and five measure. pounds different. But he ran a four three eight, right? You're just going off combine, then, buddy. He jumped forty one pound like inches straight up in the air. The the can reason you jump inches per pound. Yes, yeah. and he won that measure. The reason Denzel Mims fell on people's list prior to the combine is they weren't sure of his athleticism. 
and he won all the athleticism numbers at the combat. I think he should have been ahead of Donovan Peoples-Jones here. I'll make a season bet. I'll make a career bet. Ooh! A career bet. I'll make you a no, season bet. No, that's bet. too long. I'll make a season career bet. bet might go for 12 years. I say Mims outproduces Peoples-Jones next in 2020. We already have one three-year bet going, and I'd rather not have another one. Do we? Yeah. What is it? Jordan Reed. What about him? Oh, about you how said he was going to kill himself. Killing himself oh, in yeah. like three oh, years. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one more. Why not? Yeah, fuck season. Just a season. A season yes. Just a season that People Jones or Sims. Mim- one of them will do better. Mims, fuck. Mims, Sims. It don't matter. He's not going to do as good. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with that bet. I think that's a good solid bet so for me. Wolfpack takes what? Jones. Donovan Peoples Jones. This is pre draft, people. But I'm that confident in Mims. Here then, Mims. We'll, we'll talk about Mims next, uh, next episode. So real quick, if you run down these as far as rookie drafts go, Ayuk is going somewhere in the middle of the second round-ish. He's in that tier two-ish in rookie drafts right now. Rager is right up there going probably closer to wide receiver four in most of these. Whereas KJ Hamler's a middle of the third round guy and DPJ probably end of third round, early fourth round in most rookie drafts. I'll ask the question to both of you. We're not. I, let's. Okay, I'll ask the question to both of you. Considering the values that I just listed for you, which of these guys do you want to draft in a rookie draft? Again, Rager will say he's going at the end of the first round. Ayuk will say he's going at the middle to end of second round. Hamler, end of third. Peoples Jones, beginning of fourth. Who do you like best there, value wise, at the rookie spot? Fantasy or NFL? Fantasy. Fantasy, I'm probably immediately, if, I was, if I'm taking right now, I'm taking Rager right now. Even, even though he's that much more expensive than any of these other guys. Yeah, I think this guy's going to play the field. I, I, if you have a guy at 5'11", 195, 200, he probably can get 200 regardless. He'll be, he'll be in that. He's Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was so damn good. You could, you could put him in a flex spot every single week. I would play him all the time. The problem here with Ayuk is... I think he's good. I think it'll be it'll be good at his, his position. I just don't see him as being a difference maker. Rager to me is a difference maker. You're saying you you take a look at the A-U. value in a second, so it gives you the opportunity to take one of those running backs earlier, a quarterback in a super flex, and come back and get a. I I agree with you. Ayuk is a guy that I'm targeting here. Although I have found in every one of the mocks I've done, I've done five of them in the past week. Uh, KJ Hamler's landed on my team at the end of the third round at every. One of these, yeah. which is strange, you're trying to because I don't Tavon love. Allison? I don't love KJ Hamler. It's just that when you get you just that, want another player for your Bears when you, team. When you get to that range, KJ Hamler seems to be the guy out of those guys left at the end of the third. That that value wise, because I'm always taking two running backs in a first two, just because I'm the running back guy this year. So, I guess. So I'm a Bears fan. Yes. Okay. If Numbnuts Pace drafts. Hamler over Ayuk, I will fucking throw over Ayuk. Yes, you're I right. will Ayuk throw is way better. Yeah. But, but the, I'm talking about rookie dynasty value. End of third versus middle of second, right? Like I would rather take some of the second round running backs that are still available. Zach Moss is available in the middle of the second every time. I'd rather have him than Brandon Ayuk all day. But that's me. That's me. And you know how I feel about Zach Moss. Yeah, so and he's he's love him. He's gonna get more touches. More. He was pretty bad. Jacked off to a picture of him today. Did you really? Was he fucking someone or just by himself? I'll let you decide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, that's the end of our episode for this week. 
stick around in a day or two we'll release this but we're gonna record it right fucking now it's uh we're gonna it's the free agent reaction show coming up next thanks for joining us for our tier threes we'll be back in a couple of weeks some of us have tier fours if you're looking at tier four quarterbacks you're worthless as a piece of shit where are we going to be at? Middle of April? Beginning of April? We're probably still going to be locked in our homes in More two likely. weeks. Lockdown, baby! Well, no, there won't be a pro day for any of these players. I think you... they'll do pro days. There better be, because there's some backs it. that I need to see uh, who weren't invited to the combine. I need their fucking pro days. Anyway, look. You guys can fuck off. We're sticking around. More drinks, more shots. We're going to be kind of fucked up by the time we do our free agent show because it's technically the third show we're doing tonight. (laughs) I just forgot to to hit record. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com. <laughs>